Follow me, gentlemen, past the lingerie to the steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see. So I'm glad you said it yeah. instead of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Polk Experience. It hosts triathlons, concerts, and the county's largest fireworks display. But Haines City Parks and Recreation is about more than just putting on a party. In this episode, we visit the dynamic duo of Terrell Griffin and Ryan Ritchie, who together are helping shape the northeast corner of Polk County. So we're in, uh, in Haines City. Beautiful, Parks and Rex. beautiful Haines City Parks looking Rex, right out over Lake in. Eva. You know, that is a big lake. It's a good-sized lake. So we're here with uh, Terrell Griffin, and we're here with Ryan Ritchie, and we're going to talk a little bit about sports and things that are going on here in Haines City and some of the things that they're involved with. You know, one of the larger events, obviously, is Ironman. You guys have been doing that for a number of years now. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, first and foremost, we, we appreciate the opportunity to come on and have a uh, have a wonderful conversation with you guys and to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in here in Haines City. But uh, yeah, Ironman's just been a great event here for our community and it's been going on for, gosh, 12 years now, I believe. And um, it's just been a wonderful partnership from, from Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing, Visit Central Florida and, and Ironman. It's, it's, it's just been a, a great partnership. And because of that partnership, we've been able to to be involved in in a lot of great things some that i don't ever want to do again but uh when when uh iron man uh the full iron man triathlon was relocated from panama city beach uh, when hurricane michael came through and pretty much devastated the whole area we got the call from from iron man i believe they were in kona at the the world championships and yeah, we had two weeks to two weeks to plan uh, an event like that that normally takes ten to twelve months, and um, we were we were able to work together as as partners, and that's the important thing that we work together. And I think we had to find two thousand volunteers, right. and yep. but but the key was then and our cars. Exactly. We had to yes. go find our cars. <laughs> yes. cars got told the night or the morning of. Yep, Jack and I experienced that. Um, but uh, I think the the key thing to talk about is in that whole situation. And what's so important is that you know, obviously, I've I've worked at Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing, and I've had I have a lot of partners in in uh, all over the state and uh, Chris O'Brien, who's a good friend of ours and uh, up in, in Panama city beach. Um, when, when that, when that happened to them up there, it was how, how can we help out a partner? How can we help out a, um, just another friend in the industry to make this happen for them? And obviously they had crazy devastation up there and it was terrible to see what they were going through. And, you know, anyway, to make a long story short, we we got through it. We were able to find um, 2,000 volunteers, put on the event, and you know, it was uh, it was incredible. Like I said, I I uh, it was probably one of the most rewarding things to ever happen in our careers, mm-hmm. uh, especially here in Haines City. I just I just hope it never never happens again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Terrell, you've you've been here as a director of this department of parks and recreation for since 2017 uh january 2018 
2018. Yes. Um, was all, I was trying to give you a year on your pension. <laughs> yeah. like, so this is all going to come out. Right. You know, get a oh, year yeah. on your pension. Oh, yeah. Make it 2014. 2014. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> but uh, since the time you've been here, and, and Ryan came on board shortly after that, what have you seen in growth in Haines City? Because you guys have really expanded what you do and your footprint and what you're doing around here. What are some of the things that you know, you've seen and, and that you're proud of that you guys have been able to do? Yeah, well, to echo what Ryan said, we appreciate you guys coming out, interviewing us today. And thanks to Ryan's expertise, I think, coming in from the county, definitely helped us out to expand what I'll call our portfolio as far as special events. Obviously, we had special events, but I think when Ryan got here, his footprint and just some of his experiences to make those special events better. We've added a few different special events, uh, laps on the lake being one of those. I think some of the things to echo what Ryan was saying about Ironman, just being able to come in and um, knock out some of those things as a team and with his leadership as uh, Ryan oversees our special events. Also, I'm trying to think of some other programs or special events that um, we The script spelling bee yeah. was, was a good yeah, addition. That's a good one. We worked Absolutely. with you guys on that. And, you know, obviously with the, the large local ones that we put on are just as 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 a parks and recreation department it's it's about enhancing the quality of life for your community and you know to to be able to bring events like that here you know like ironman which is a worldwide brand probably one of the most recognizable brands in the world and you know and, and some of the other events here it's i could tell you it's it's pretty rewarding when you stand up on that stage and you look out and you see families just yeah having a great time or or visitors from all over the world that are like wow this is pretty amazing what you guys do for just a small little town and well i think that's that's the thing that that impresses me the most with what you guys are doing here is the fact that Haines city is not a big town i i started coming to Haines city years ago when greenleaf was out there sure that was what in the 80s right yeah. and we used to come out here and play golf at greenleaf but to see the size of your town but look at the impact that you have to the county, I think is, is fascinating itself and the, the ability for you guys to do that. What have you had to do in order to make things like that happen? Yeah, well, and, and I'll, I'll let Terrell kind of expand a little bit on some of the projects that are happening. And, and you guys know this as well as we do that every town or every city town in Polk County is growing at a rapid rate. Now we're sitting in Northeast Polk County, which is the fastest growing area in the county and and i want to say they have something like ten thousand new homes being built just right here in in haines city so you're talking about a town going from twenty five thousand population to the next 10 years you're going to be into the 50s and so every every city municipality is trying to figure out how do, we, how do we adjust to that growth, right? The more people that you have come to your, your town or your city, you have to have more programming. You have to have more facilities. You ha- so, and then in order to do all that, you have to have staff. Correct. So it, it's, 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 um, it's pretty crazy what's happening, not only here in Polk County, but just the state in general. People are coming here, right? And, uh, you know, we are we are blessed to have no state income tax. And so you see a lot of those people from California, New York, and the Northeast area come, come in here. So, 
you know, Terrell and, and, and I'll kind of let him talk a little bit about that, that development and that growth and some of the parks that we're developing and some of the facilities that in order to keep up for that growth, you, you got to have these facilities. And I think, you know, under Terrell's leadership, we've done a really good job of, you know, working on those, those projects and those developments. And I'll kind of let him expand on what we've done with, you know, the aquatic facility and things like that. But yeah. It's it's crazy growth. So, yeah, one of the first major projects that we were involved with was the development of the Janet J. Smith Aquatic Facility, uh, which is located in the uh, northeast portion um, of Haines City. At one point, many years ago, there was a pool at the Dolphins Howard Complex at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, it shut down. It was in disrepair. So, work with the commission, and we were able to bring that project to fruition by one point six million dollars when it was all said and done. Anticipating the growth, um, especially in the up on 27 near the hospital and in that area, some of the current projects that we're uh, working on, Ember Dog Park, which will be um, Haines City's first dog park. The name Ember, um, the our fire department back in 2010 um, rescued a dog that that was out in an open field chained up. They rescued her, ended up she became the fire department's fire dog. Unfortunately, she passed away back in, I want to say, 2019, 2020. She had cancer. Um, so that's where the name came from. It'll be in our downtown area. Of course, everybody's trying to connect that downtown piece to where how do we get more people in the downtown corridor. Um, so we're no different than um, everyone else. Dog Park downtown in hopes that, hey, let's go grab a, a coffee downtown or grab a bite downtown. Um, also, about six years ago, um, our softball complex, East Park, shut down, um, and we moved our softball operations to Davenport. We're currently in the process of um, getting ready to construct two additional softball fields. Um, we've got about seven acres out across from Larry Parish. The hope is to um, eventually make that our sports complex area, the two softball fields. We have a quad of baseball fields. Uh, we also have 32 acres on the back side of Larry Parish that one day we hope to develop. Uh, we currently have a mini master plan in hand, what we would like to see. Um, so as funds become available, we will definitely move forward with that project as well. And lastly, we have Langston Avenue Park. It's, it'll be a pocket park. Uh, the hope is to do a full-size multi-purpose field with a walking trail um, around that project as well. And it'll be lo located in the uh, western part of town. Currently, there's no recreation activities in that area. So the hope is to get the park established um, then to add to that in the future with the multi-purpose field, maybe add some lighting um, as well as a playground to um, provide some additional recreation opportunities in that area. Lake Eva Park obviously is a destination playground area. I think previous administration um, had some great foresight to put what we have in place here now. The park, the playground with all the amenities, your tennis, uh, your community center here, the Lake Eva Event Center, the Aquatic Center. So the hub here is perfect. The only thing that's really missing is a restaurant or a food opportunity, or you could literally spend the day here um, in the park. With that being said, with this being a destination, we get a lot and lots of traffic here. So with the growth, um, it's a good and bad thing. For us, what's happening, the playground, the equipment may have a 10-year life cycle. The, the surface may have a five-year life cycle. It's expediting that um, cycle. So instead of replacing it in five years, we have them do it in two years. Instead of replacing it in 10, it's going to five. So how do we combat that? Adding some of those small pocket parks, doing different playgrounds to hopefully lessen some of the traffic that's here. 
the hope would be um, the original plan with softball included to do a playground at that project as well. Obviously, with the rising cost, we kind of had to scale back. But the hope is still in the near future to, to add a playground in some different areas to hopefully combat some of the growth that we're having. So, Yeah, you guys are really, you know, preparing yourself from what I call, you know, the, the community side of things, right? Because with, with that economic impact, you get that economic development side mm-hmm. where people want to move to this area because you know it's a it's a good area to live in and it's it's still the part of florida that's still affordable um and then you get the community growth right so those are some of the things that i think people are finding important to do but the activity it, it's is the big part right that's that's what you have to to show is the activity of people coming in um now I know you're not from Florida, because you still got an accent. I know you don't believe that, <laughs> no, Ryan, I... but you still have an accent, and I know you're a Bills fan. That's true. So I'm gonna move over here to Terrell. Yeah, I know he's a Floridian. Yep. he's a Floridian. So yep. I'm gonna talk to him first. Now you're from Lake, Lake City. City. Yes, Lake sir. City. I've been there plenty of times. Big old Lake City. More than once. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you stop, or were you just going along? No, I, I used to go there. <laughs> when I was in high school, we drove to Lake City from Fernandina. We would drive to Lake City. Okay. Were you in trouble? Not till we got there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back in the 80s, maybe the 70s. All even. right. It was All somewhere right. in that area. Like, something like that. But So you came from Lake City. Yes. And uh, did you go to school here in Polk County? I did. I attended uh, Weber International University, a um, okay. small business school over in uh, Babson Park, about 600 students. Um, had the opportunity to receive a partial uh, track scholarship. I uh, ran track there for about four years. Um, played football on their inaugural season. Didn't make it through the whole season. Um, just wasn't my thing as far as college football. Um, got my bachelor's degree there as well as um, a master's degree as well. So. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a long, that's a big span. You came from Lake City, a Floridian, came down here, and stayed in Polk County. Now, Ryan, again, you're a Buffalo guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let yeah. that slide for right now. Sure. Right, because I'm a Dolphins fan. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll have that conversation later. We can. But, um, so you came in from New York. Yeah, so I, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Syracuse, New York. And then what really, I was born in Syracuse, but raised in a small town just north of Syracuse called Fulton, New York, and got my my uh, my degree at a small state university, SUNY Cortland, uh, which is, um, I always try to, you know, people ask me, well, where's SUNY Cortland? I was like, it's right next to Cornell. So I either could have went to Cornell or SUNY Cortland, but I was kind of, <laughs> yeah. I was too smart to go to Cornell. Nah, so I decided. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Yeah, I just wanted to save money and, and uh, take that state tuition, which I uh, paid off in 10 years. And so I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, you know, for me, it was just opportunity. And uh at the time, there was there was an internship down here in Central Florida. I knew I really didn't want to stay in the area, so uh, there was a great opportunity to come down here and and yeah, I interned with with Polk County Sports Marketing and you know did about two and a half years there. Uh, hard time, right? There's two and a half. That, years. Very oh, hard time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very hard time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I came came to the city of Haines City and and was their athletics coordinator for about ten months, and then actually relocated back to New York. Got into the private sector, uh, did a little headhunting, and worked for a staffing and recruiting company, and then was like, ah, I'm kind of had enough of the 
the upstate New York air and snow and uh, the freezing rain and all that wonderful things that comes with living up there. And uh, yeah, came back down here and, and was was blessed to be able to come back to visit Central Florida and, and, and come back with you guys and work there for four years. And, um, and then this, this, uh, opportunity was just great for my career and growth and, and to come to a community that I was extremely passionate about. And so here we are as the deputy director and that's my career as a, as a whole. He is being way too humble, humble on his bowling ability. Oh, oh yeah. I've heard about so, that. So, so, I mean, I've seen, I've seen him on a golf course and I've seen, and, and that's pretty good. But bowling, <laughs> yeah, that um, that's the thing you brought from New York with you, right? It was, and uh, yeah, I for some so when I when I was younger, I uh, my brother played lacrosse, and he always put a, like we had a net in the backyard, and I always had to play goalie. And let me tell you something: if you ever gotten hit by a lacrosse ball before. Um, it's something that is not very pleasing and uh, doesn't feel too good. So I, I just, for some reason, I, I got into bowling my seventh grade year. I made the varsity team. And it is funny because I just went to Kmart at the time. I, you know, you guys probably remember Kmart. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I got, got this just a good old fashioned plastic bowling ball. And yeah, I varsity lettered for six years. And uh, never, never gotten the big 300 game, but I got a 299 under my belt. And um, nice. yeah, I averaged like 220 a game my senior year. I made the state championships and uh, my senior year and um, had some opportunity to go to, there was a small junior college in upstate New York, Mohawk Valley Community College. They're very strong in bowling and Wichita State it was another strong program at the time. and. You know, just decided I wanted to stay local. I actually got into the local men's leagues and drank a lot of beer and, and yeah, whipped yeah. up on some of the old yeah, men. I, was say, yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know you did yeah. a little bit of hustling. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that yeah. later. Did a lot of hustling. A little hustling. And, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, every once in a while I tried to do a, a men's league down here at Cypress Lanes. And, um, you know, they do some wonderful things over there and Marianne and, and I bowled with Marianne over there, and and uh, it was fun. But just it was time time to hang up the bowling shoes. But Terrell went to Weber, which is a <laughs> yeah, they've very got a great bowling team. Bowling yeah, yeah, they got a great bowling program there. And uh, they've they've done some wonderful things. I think a few national championships yes, they yeah. they brought home. Sure. So you know, it, it's funny how he asked us if we knew about Kmart. We're old enough to remember TG and Y. I've actually Ooh. been to Webb City when I was younger, so, <laughs> yes. you know. So, yes, I don't remember, I remember those. I remember <laughs> Kmart. <laughs> Do you remember eating in Kmart? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 at the lunch counter. What the did they have? They had fries, burgers. Really? Yeah. Salisbury steak. Yeah, Salisbury steak. Yeah. See, I used to work at Kmart. That was like the first job I ever had was okay. Kmart, and we had Little Caesars in our Kmart. Yeah. So I've, I've had my fair share of, of crazy bread and... Yeah, no, you, you, you walked in and there was Kmart and then off to the side there was like a whole coffee shop. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Then yeah. you used to be able to go, and this is way off topic, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go down that road yeah, anyway. Sure. But uh 
most malls, like if you went to Macy's at the time, it was maybe, uh, what was it, Ivy's or some of the other yeah. department stores, they all had restaurants in the top where you could go and have lunch or uh, dinner. There's still one in the, the one in Tampa. Uh, yes, there is the the Moss Brothers or whatever uh, it was. Yeah, wherever Tampa. that one is back there. Yeah, West Shore Western Mall. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was recently in Texas, and we went. Uh, we were staying uh, in in Texas, and um, went next door to the mall, and there was a full restaurant. I went in and got a steak wow. at a mall behind the women's area. I almost said something that we were going to have to cut. So <laughs> behind the women's area was a restaurant. And I actually took some clients there to entertain wow. at the mall. Really? In the back. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But, you know. Follow you me, get, gentlemen. Pass the lingerie to the steakhouse. <laughs> yes, I can see. So I'm glad you said it yeah. instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that, that still exists in, in places mainly in Texas. But it's, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, the the lunch counters in Web City and some of those places. So you know, there were probably places like that here in Haines, Haines City because Haines City is quite a quaint area. Looks like a good place to raise a family. Sure. Right. People are, are coming here all the time, like you said. Are they moving from Orlando? Is that where people are kind of coming south and spreading? Is like Orlando, Kissimmee, kind of spreading south into Haines City? Are you guys? Finding that you're having to make adjustments for for that, I would say yes and no. I think the housing market within itself is going to push a lot of people to Haines City. Those individuals that may be working at Disney or living or wanting to commute back and forth, it's close enough for you to commute. However, I'm sure the housing market in Haines City is a lot less than what it is in Orlando. So, is it worth you? A 30-minute drive. Me personally, dealing with the I-4 traffic, you couldn't pay me enough to have to commute back and forth. But I think that is the case. Um, and, and part of it, too, for us, for example, like with summer camp, currently we can offer space for about 120 youth. So recently had this conversation with, with one of my supervisors that in five years, with the growth we're seeing, only offering summer camp for 120 kids, it's not going to cut. It's not going to be enough. Even today, that's not enough. But just dealing with the, the amount of space we have and what we can do, that's all we can do. Um, so how do we think fast forward to the future and say, hey, we need to accommodate these kids? Um, or even our recreation centers. We currently have two, both got basketball gyms in them, and we don't have enough space now between um, our little league, um, whether it be volleyball, all of the youth sports that we offer, even with some of the outdoor courts. They're constantly full of people. Um, so how do we get past that? Everybody want to be indoors playing basketball. Well, we got volleyball. We got indoor futsal. Mm -hmm. um, we got basketball. So how do we combat some of that stuff? Um, and I think you're seeing more and more people, like I say, with the housing market from the Orlando area trickling down to Haines City because right now I don't. Our we're building houses. Every time I'm at a commission meeting, there's a development on the um, agenda to be approved. Um, so adjusting to the influx of that is definitely changing the game for us. It's bringing more people into Haines City, what I would say new money, with the, in the sense that take the Lake Eve Event Center. You're bringing different people, different rental opportunities, weddings, different events versus 
always depending on your, your Haines City residents. I think just bringing in those outside people, it's just kind of changing the, the climate of Haines City. Um, one of the big things that you hear a lot of residents talk about is restaurants, restaurants, restaurants. Mm -hmm. How do we get more restaurants? Most people think, okay, Highway 27, the amount of traffic you have coming through, it should be a no-brainer um, that you should have restaurants. Well, my understanding is that the restaurants are based off the your annual or your average annual income. So I think bringing those individuals from different segments, Orlando, the Tampa area, kind of converging on Haines City um, is going to obviously um, We're dangerous increase almost that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I live in downtown St. Pete, and I can tell you that's, that's exactly what's happened, right? The, the food scene in downtown St. Pete has changed over the last 10 years simply because the, the people that have come in and, and the annual um, income has raised. And so now we have those types of restaurants in the downtown area that you can go for days and, and not hit the same place twice or the same type of food. So with all of those things that you guys have do, got going on and people coming in and being involved in the sports tourism side, which you guys are, there's got to be a pretty delicate balance, what you got going on between community and, and delving into the sports tourism side, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing for Haines City is, is uh, you have a main artery which is Highway 27 that that and and you have 8,000 vacation rental homes just in this particular area. So our strategy is how do we get people that are going from Legoland and these vacation rental homes and you have Balmoral Resort by the way, which is right down the street from us. It how how do we get people to to migrate here into Haines City? How do we get them to migrate in downtown Haines City and eat at our restaurants and our bakeries and our pizzerias and things like that. So it's it's always been difficult to be able to do that, but I think we're making waves. Our city administration is really doing a good job of focusing on downtown development. How do we get those, you know, we have a, a, a diner there from, there's a couple gentlemen from New Jersey who came down here and started Jersey Boys, uh, which is a, which is a cool little diner in downtown Haines City. And we have a gentleman from Pennsylvania who opened up a pizzeria in downtown. And he, I mean, it's, if you haven't had, trust me, New York pizza or Northeast pizza is probably the best pizza that that anybody has ever had. And uh, so he's done a great job. Iron Man partners up with him and uh, supports our local economy here and uses some of his, his pastas and pizzas to, to feed some of the athletes and the volunteers while Iron Man is in town. But, um, you know, and, and then when we uh, have some of our community events, of course, everyone's welcome, right? Yeah. Um, it, it isn't just a community event. It's, you know, everybody is more than welcome to come here and enjoy our events. I mean, we have a, a Thunder on the Ridge, which is our premier July 4th celebration. We have a massive fireworks display. We like to say it's the largest oh, in Polk County, and we're going to, uh, trust me, we're going to stick to that, and we don't care about the neighbors to our north <laughs> that say theirs is bigger. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 10,000 people come out to that event. And, yeah. and it's, you know, when you talk to some of the people that, that come here, they they they're, it's it's not just Haines City. I mean, sure. it's people from Kissimmee and Tampa and the Orlando area are coming here, converging here, and it, it's getting better. It's going to take some time, but uh, you know, I think the powers that be are making the right decisions to 
develop that and grow that. And um, I assure you, events like Ironman and partnerships with Visit Central Florida to help us and, and support our our strategy and our vision. I mean, we, we couldn't do it without you guys. There's, there's no question. But, you know, certainly to have events like Ironman and, and some of the community events that we do, uh, that that's that's huge for us, and, yeah. and so we're excited to to do that. Kevin and I were talking on the way over, and I said, you know, you guys were one of the groups I had wanted to have on this podcast from early on because this is sort of the future of of parks and recreation, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. So you've got a good idea what's going on in the city, and then your event background continues to draw people downtown, whether they're from you know, here or elsewhere. And honestly, this area, once you get down here, this sells itself. I don't know how many times we were at the spelling bee and somebody would walk up to me and they'd be from St. Pete or or Orlando or one of the other, you know, farther areas from here. And they'd walk up and go, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Never been here. Wouldn't have come here otherwise. Standing here in the event center, looking at the lake. I'm coming back. Uh, yeah. you know, so, so laughs on the lake. Tell us how that went. It went really well. I mean, it was the, it's, it, it was, it's something that, um, you know, when we were looking at our special events, it was, you know, I've, I've always had the mindset that I'm just, I'm not okay with status quo. I, I want to try different things and I have to, I have to give Terrell a lot of credit. And it's one of the reasons why, I decided to come here and and work for the city of Haines City is that you know Terrell and and city administration is so good about saying what kind of ideas do we have how can we be innovative and and bring new things and you know Terrell has always been the type that let, let's give it a shot you know if it works great if it doesn't we learn our lesson and we move on from it so um so we we've done some some uh, fun things here in, in the past and, and, but laughs on the lake has been just a great addition, uh, to us, especially our community. Um, you don't typically see a lot of comedy events happening, uh, throughout the area. And, and, uh, there's definitely an, a, a, a target market for it. Sure. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, for, for the last three years, we, we work with an organization in the winter Haven area that has, a plethora of comedians and um but it went really well we had a gentleman gentleman by the name of al ernst who was uh, our headliner and he was an old professional wrestler been a comedian for 30 years lives in sarasota and he um was the carnival crew lines comedian of the year so his job he basically travels on the cruise lines just hops on a ship and travels all over uh, on the, on the carnival cruises, and yeah, he's been doing it for years, and uh, that that's his career. But he came in, and I'll tell you, I've, <laughs> I've never hurt my abs. I, I don't really have abs, but they're <laughs> they're hidden right now. But I tell you, I woke up Sunday morning just sore as heck. I was just that, laughing. That, so that would work for three of the four of us. <laughs> yeah. Terrell's the only one yeah, so who can have abs. Yep. Who can yeah. abs. I have yeah. ab. Yeah, yeah. I have one. I have you one. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's a great event for the community. It's It's been, uh, I, I think we have, I, I believe we had the, the best turnout we've had in the last three years. And, you know, my hope is that we can we can do more in the future because, 
you know, now, you know, you, you tend to see a, a demographic, some of the senior citizens and things like that. They, they love that kind of stuff. And it, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it can be a little iffy because we're, you know, a municipality and having comedy. So it's got to be a clean show. And um, you all know how comedy is. And, and when you, when you, well, tune... we know how we are. Well, exactly. <laughs> right. We're the only so, ones who think we're funny. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good, clean, fun, great comedy uh, show. And um, it's, it's just been a great addition to our, to our portfolio. We did a, a senior expo last year. Um, first time we've ever done that had a had a great turnout and it was just it was an expo to provide the services that that seniors need when they come down here whether it be you know insurance or financial advice or um you know uh, handing out you know hurricane shelter maps so yeah. that they know when you know god forbid a natural disaster comes through here they have that information to be able to go to where they need to go so it was it was just um, we're trying different things. Uh, bridal bridal expo is another one. Of course, you guys have been to the Lake Eva Event Center, and uh, we hold a plenty of events there. And and I would say a majority of the events that we host there are weddings. But um, you know we're we're going to be trying that this year. And and uh, in this day and age, it it can be hard to get the word out. And and uh, but you have to do anything and everything you can. You got to hustle. Right. Yeah. We talked yeah, about yeah. hustling yeah. Uh, to get the word out so that your event is, is successful. So we've we've had some very good success. And we've talked about you know, Lake Eva as a, as a location. But I think the one thing that no one ever mentions here is the band shell. Mm-hmm. You're one of the few areas that has an honest to goodness right. band shell and great lawn that presents itself to be used for comedy or music or presentations yeah. that, that is unique in the area. Yeah, it's it's definitely... Um, this whole park is just it's it's versatile you can you can do just about anything and everything i mean we have easter sunday services Services. out there at the at the amphitheater most of our special events that we do out there we have a ribs on the ridge Mm -hmm. barbecue competition where we have about 45 professional teams from all over the southeast come in and compete on who's got the best barbecue and we'll have you know we've had some pretty large uh, musical entertainment features you know we've had sister hazel out here we've had uh, craig campbell who's a national recording artist country artist out of nashville um, bailey callahan is is one that we had at thunder on the ridge she was southwest airlines country star of the year a couple years ago so we've we've had um you know some some great great entertainers come out here and you know terrell and i try to take that that you know we we roll out the red carpet it's sure you, you guys are are um that's what you do in at polk county tourism and sports marketing you take care of your uh, your um, your clients and your events and um, that's something that I learned when I worked at Polk County Sports Marketing was to you know when when you're in between large markets like St. Pete, Clearwater, Tampa, and Orlando, yeah. uh, you have to kind of go the extra mile and roll out the red carpet. And so we've been we've been really lucky to just get wonderful feedback from a lot of the people that come here and and show up and entertain our community and visitors and. Um, you know, and and to be honest with you, it's a team effort. It isn't anything that Terrell and I do. Right. It's it's uh it's our team, our team all the way. From, uh, just 
from bottom top. It's yeah. it's a team effort, and and uh, without them, we we could we couldn't do it without them. You so. know, it's I, I think it's amazing that you found Sister Hazel number one, and then number two <laughs> that you guys knew who they were. So uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because you guys are young, and uh, you know, I used to own a restaurant back in the mid nineties, and um, if you grabbed his phone right now. I'm pointing at Richie. If you grab Richie's phone right now, they, he probably has all their albums on his phone. I do. I do. I really? love Sister Hazel. Yeah. yeah. They, they came and they, they ate at our restaurant because they were next door at the radio station back in the mid-90s. And yeah. we gave them all their stuff. They were doing a concert down in, in um, the middle of Tampa. And so we gave them all our hats and T-shirts and things. And they went over and performed a concert. And then I never heard from them again. So the fact that you found them and you had them here... Is, uh, yeah, they're Gainesville boys, I think. Yeah. I think they they were from the University of Florida, and that's kind of where they started their whole their whole career. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I've probably sang a few of their songs at a karaoke bar here here or there, but uh, but uh, <laughs> it's not quite the same, now. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I was there for one of them. Oh, I'm sure you yeah. have, Kevin. I'm sure you have. Yeah, it was, was it wasn't even close to the same. <laughs> yeah. but, Are you saying I'm better or they were better? You take it any way you want. Okay. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrell, you ready for a duet? You and I are the only two who don't, who don't sing, I think. So, you ready? Let's uh, go. Sure, let's go. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that very white type. I'm uh, telling you. I think. Yeah. So, Jack and I always toy with the fact that we're going to do something in one of these podcasts, and that's pretty much going to be the end the of it. The last podcast. That yes. that could be it. <laughs> There's always something that we're like, if we do that, that's probably going to be the last one. But you know, I can I can hear Jackson now. I listen to the podcast, and you and Terrell were singing New York, New York. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Uh. And I, I wanted to bring up the fact that that um, even though Ryan is now a Floridian, and we're going to let you in the state because you've been here long enough. Good. You still brought up the New York pizza. Yes. You brought up the New York pizza, and you go, and you the, the New Yorkers, they will bring up their pizza. Then the Philadelphia people will bring up their pizza, which I don't understand. And then, of course, you got Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have a preference? New York. You're a New York pizza New York guy. Pizza, you like yeah. the thin pizza? Yep. Yeah. Terrell? I don't really do the, the thin crust. I'm more of a, a pan. I love the, okay. the crust. The so. Chicago guy. It's probably yeah. Chicago. Yeah. I've never been to Chicago, so I've never... You know, I've never had the, you know, they do that deep dish and just. Yeah. Giordano's. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, got, I got one for you. St. Louis. St. Louis pizza is it's supposed to be really good. Horrible. Yes. It's horrible. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they brag about their pizza all the time. I got a buddy of mine from St. Louis and he sends out to St. Louis to get the dough and the stuff. To do a St. Louis pizza, I'm like... It is a saltine cracker crust. Oh. What? Mm. With sauce and cheese on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cheese is more like cheese whiz. No. Yeah. Well, and Jack's a California guy, so I'm sure he's... Grew up in Boston, though. That's true. So, Boston pizza is a little different from New York. But but not that different. So I, yeah, I don't I don't include California in the pizza conversation. No, it's all cauliflower. No, yeah, if you can't if you can't yeah. put if you can't put uh, you if know if your heart and your blood pressure doesn't raise from eating yep. it, then it's not real yeah. pizza. You can't put sprouts so, on it. No, you can't. We don't put, eat it. So, so yeah, the Chicago pizza though, if you like the thick the Giordano's pizza, yeah. it stays with you for a couple of days. 
but it's good pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's heavy. I ordered one by myself. I'm like, I can eat a half a pizza by myself. And I took, I had like one slice, and it was like, oh no, 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 no. Then you're like, please let me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Palace Pizza here in in the county does a a really good. They do job. a really good pizza. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's our favorite. Well, we we drive over for it. So. Yeah, they do a really good job here, and and. Uh, you know, the one thing about New York, and I haven't been able to find it here in, in Central Florida, is is bagels. Good bagels. Hard. Mm. Yeah. Crispy on the outside. Yeah. Kind of soft on the inside. Yeah. yeah. We got a couple of places over in St. Pete. Good Do bagels. you? Yeah. Yeah. Good water bagels. Clear water. There's a water bagel place in Clearwater. Really? Yeah. I need to, I need to check it out because I just I just haven't been able to See find. See how quickly the... we get off task. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, I mean, this is what we do. Uh... <laughs> we're talking to we're talking food. Terrell doesn't eat. Obviously. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. No. Don't let my small stature food. I love food. That's yeah. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> we try to tell him not to. Sometimes he comes in with shirts that are a little too tad on, a little too t- tight on his on his gun. There, Going to the gun show. don't flex today. You yeah. may bust on yeah. <laughs> Well, looking looking ahead in um, in Haines City and, and some of the things that you guys are remarkably, you've got all these things that you're doing. It's such a fascinating city. What are some of the things? What would be one or two things that you would really like to see happen here, as far as sports, whether it's sports tourism, whether it's community. Um, type of things that you'd bring in for the kids to participate in? What What are one or two things that you really kind of got way up there on that list of things that you want to do here in, in Haines City? Yeah, I would fall back to uh, the project I mentioned earlier, um, the 32-acre uh, project, simply because Ryan and I always talk about how do we make Haines City a destination place? How do we bring in those weekend tournaments? How do we get in a situation to where we can partner uh, with you guys on bringing um, those week-long weekend tournaments to Haines City. Um, we talk about needing hotels and all of that. To me, that's the game changer. Um, you build that quad of softball fields, that quad of baseball fields, the multi-purpose fields, and all of that. Now we got what we can consider Haines City's uh, sports complex with softball, baseball, and then both softball, baseball, and multi-purpose fields combined, mm-hmm. all in one area. So now we can accommodate those weekend softball um, tournaments, those weekend baseball. Um, and as you guys know, a lot of those sports now, they're year round. Yeah. There's no yeah. more seasonal or, oh, you only play during the um, season. No, travel ball is um, probably forever. Yeah, correct. yeah it never <laughs> ends. It never ends. Every yeah. So yeah. It's, it's like, that would be for me um, because I think about the economic development, um, the economic piece of it by having those tournaments. Um, oftentimes, take Ironman, for example, we have some residents who, don't like the fact that their daily lives are being interrupted because of traffic and different things. And I try to tell them, look at the, the economic impact. When Ironman partners with the local pizza shop, um, look, they're giving back to the community. Yeah, you're being inconvenienced for a while, um, but at the end of the day, look at the money that's being brought into Haines City because of some of these special events. Sure. Same thing with yeah. softball and baseball with the different complexes and different things. I think that holistically will definitely help um, help us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps uh, from the perspective as well of when those types of events come in and they do bring outside dollars into your community, yes. 
it allows you to go out and do the things that you have here, right? You've got a beautiful community center. You've got great playgrounds. Um, you said you're, you know, you're turning equipment over. You're making new things for kids. Those are the benefits of some of those outside dollars yeah. that wouldn't necessarily not get done, but they wouldn't get done in the, in the time frame, um, you know, that they they do now, right? right? What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to piggyback off of Terrell, and and you know, I think I think the development of of that that land would be huge. I, but from a community standpoint, I mean, you try to follow the trends. You you guys know this with it, in both industries. It's about about trends and what what uh, what municipalities and counties and states are finding best for them and and finding their niche and succeeding on that niche. And and for me, from a community standpoint, I mean, you know, esports is is becoming a a, a game game changer uh, for a lot of communities and we have the capabilities of of doing those types of things here especially with the event center and having major esports tournaments and things like that uh, you know there's there's definitely a need from an adaptive sports type thing as well um, you know providing opportunities for everyone in and adaptive sports and and even changing a lot of our facilities around to be to be adaptive um you know playgrounds and things like that and and we're we're working towards that we recently had a meeting with um some families regarding you know how you how you adapt to um children that might have autism or uh children who have you know children and families that have disabilities and making sure that uh, you have those types of facilities and and elements within your facilities to to do all that stuff. So, you know, we're we're making waves. It takes time, as you guys know, to to do those types of things. But um, you all know this too that it's an extremely competitive market, right? Everybody's building that mega sports complex. Everybody's building that. Um, that indoor field house, right? And and the county has been extremely successful in doing that. You look at Lake Myrtle Sports Park in Auburndale and and the success that 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 uh, Mr. Jackson has has had in recruiting the Florida Youth Soccer Association there and um having Russ Map baseball there during the spring and then you look at the field house in Winter Haven that's capturing all that that indoor uh volleyball, basketball and things like that. So it's extremely competitive and and it's it's uh you know to make major decisions to build something like that it's it's hard because everybody's doing it right and it's like do you do it do you spend that kind of money to do that or do you just kind of focus on what you're doing great here in your own community so um obviously my passion is is sports and recreation and sports tourism so I would I would love to see that right because you know the supply side you can always have more yeah, so absolutely. Um, because the demand's going to be there. What how what do you guys think will be the ultimate effect of the date change for Ironman? Um, right. Honestly, so because so it moves from April April to December December. Yeah. So so how will that affect? I, I mean, I think it's first and foremost. I think it's a great decision. I, I think from from an athlete standpoint, 
Uh, I mean, the weather can't, couldn't be better. Correct. I mean, that's right. that's the right. Yeah, as it's, we know, that was it, there have been pretty soggy Iron Man's with oh, slug yeah. through. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of been a roller coaster ride the last couple of years. It's it's you know in in 2020 you're like, well, are we even going to have an event? No, we ultimately had to cancel it, and then going into 2021. The numbers with COVID nineteen look look pretty good, and then obviously through the holidays they were spiking like crazy going into twenty one, and it's like, well, are we going to have an event in April? And it was, you know, we had to postpone that into December. And now, you know, to to answer your question, Jack, I think from an athlete standpoint, I think December is just perfect. A lot of the athletes come down here and they want to be able to swim in their uh, wetsuits, and typically with our event in April, it's it's usually uh, it's too warm. Yep. The water is, is yep. way too warm, and so they can't they can't wear them. Um, but in December, you know, typically the water is is around that seventy two, seventy three range. So it'll they'll be able to do that. And then from a sports tourism standpoint, it's it's a good opportunity to to grab that off peak season uh, to have fifteen hundred athletes down here and their families being in yeah. hotels right. making cash yeah. registers ring. Um, it's good good for the tourism yeah. side of things. So yeah. I think it's a win win situation. And buying local tchotchkes to take home for Christmas time. Exactly. Right. right. The right. the the you know I always when I go through the, like the Orlando airport you can buy those those orange trees or something yeah. and bring them home. Yeah, so, yeah that's <laughs> I remember doing that one yeah. time and bringing an orange tree home to my family to grow in New York. Oh, I haven't seen that orange tree yet. <laughs> yeah. but um, but anyway, it's I think it's a win win situation for for both athletes and and Haines City as well as Polk County and and so we're we're excited and and uh, you know excited to continue that partnership that we've had for so long and uh, it's it gets stronger and stronger every year so and that what mr jackson says i mean it's power and partnerships right that's exactly it and that's exactly what it is you know this is this has been enlightening for me to to come here and, and sit with you guys and and talk a little bit more about some of the fantastic things that you're doing for polk county and for haines city um and discuss some of the future and some of the things that, that, that you've seen, that you see in the growth and what's going to happen in the city, and especially, you know, your contributions to the sports and tourism industry and the economic uh, vitality of Polk County. So yeah. we want to appreciate you guys being on our, our podcast, the Polk experience. And uh, just to let everyone know, we're here with Terrell Griffin, director of parks and recreation uh, for the city of Haines city and Ryan Ritchie, the Deputy Director of Parks and Recreation for the City of Haines City. And uh, for Jack and myself, we will see you next time on The Polk Experience. Thank you for tuning in to The Polk Experience. To contact us, email me, jack at visitcentralflorida.org. For more information on this or any of the other events going on here in Central Florida, feel free to check our website visitcentralflorida.org.